Zish Bites, discussing Milwaukee's culinary and restaurant culture. With Anne Christensen of Milwaukee Magazine and Tariq Moody of 88.9. This Bites is brought to you by Society Insurance. Welcome to This Bites, Milwaukee's longest-running culinary podcast. With your hosts, the fabulous food writer, critic, Anne Christensen, me, DJ Tariq, a.k.a. The Architect. How you doing, Anne? I'm doing okay. I'm, I'm really anxious for weather that just kind of lifts my mood. You know what I'm saying? I know that feeling. Yeah. Um, on this week's edition of This Bites, I uh, hope this will lift your food. We're going to talk about Emmy's African Cuisine's new brick-and-mortar spot that is open uh, on Shorewood, right? Uh, no, it's on kind of Oakland and Locust. So Oakland and Locust? Yeah. Okay. Near Riverside oh, High School. Yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. That's near my house. Um, we also have uh, interesting things about the new uh, restaurant that's coming to Turner Hall. You get a little you get a little taste if you're down in the Bucks playoffs. You get a little taste of turning tables. We'll talk about that. Uh, Flower Child, the pizza joint we have talked about, is finally opened. Uh, their brick and mortar. And we're going to close out with news about Pizza Pop. And your thought on the... Uh, World Central Kitchen documentary that's uh, uh, playing during the Milwaukee Film Festival. But we're going to kick it off with Emmys, mm-hmm. man. You're a big fan I of am. Emmys. Afternoon. So let's, before we get into it, let's talk about the history of Emmys. Yeah. Um, Emmy Kagwa is a native of Uganda who came to Milwaukee maybe a mm, couple decades ago. And she had kind of a corporate job for a long time, raised her kids and um, started doing cooking for, you know, like catering, special events, um, you know, things of that nature. And people would um, actually have her food at a, at a festival, you know what I mean? And these were really, I mean, amazing dishes, stews, things like chicken curry with spinach, jerk chicken and vegetable stew, um, a guzi, which is a, um, a stew made of melon seeds. Um, it's served with either beef or chicken. Um, and then all of these, these stews come with rice, um, except the aguzi comes with fufu, which is pounded yam. Um, and then, you know, she would do um, kind of a rendition of like samosas and you know, fried samosas filled with meat or vegetarian and chapati, flatbread. Just, I mean, all just really beautiful, wonderfully flavored um, comfort foods. And um, people would get them at festivals. And then like right around the pandemic, start of the pandemic, she started um, having her truck at um, farmer's markets. So like the Shorewood Farmer's Market is where I'd been getting her food every week, almost every time I would go there. And there would be a line in front of this this truck because it's just so good. Everybody, you knew it. You knew it was good because mm. you could you could see the line and you could smell the food and she'd be out there cooking. Um, that's kind of how things started. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know at what point she decided that she wanted to open a, a brick-and-mortar location, but uh, – she ended up taking over this space that Shahrazad moved out of, which is on Oakland Avenue. And um, that uh, is a space that she's, you know, that, that she kind of transformed into kind of an 80 seat. It's, it's, it's a space that can seat up to 80 people. But right now, 
Um, she's only going to start with seating for 40. And uh, so the restaurant is open right okay. now, and she has a lot of her most popular dishes there. And she plans to expand that menu. So over the course of time, there are going to be even more things, including um, things like African donuts for dessert and smoothies and um, things of that nature. So really excited about this. I think it's a um, great addition to the East Side. And I love having an African restaurant. Um, I, I really I really miss um, Irizulu, which was in um, Wauwatosa and um, you know, this isn't exactly the same kind of food, um, but it reflects um, parts of Africa. And it's, um, Emmy's food is wonderful. So, coming up on this bites, we'll continue our conversation with details about Flower Child, new brick and mortar spot, Pete's Pops, and Turning Tables Tavern at Turner Hall. That's coming up on this bites. We'll be right back. Do you remember the last time you fell down a musical rabbit hole? You heard a great song that led you to a great album, which led you to falling in love with a new artist, which introduced you to a whole new genre of music. Just like you, our DJ's curiosity for music never stops. That's why you listen to Radio Milwaukee, and it's a great reason to give. Support your home for music discovery at radiomilwaukee.org slash donate. We're back on this Bites and Christian of Milwaukee Magazine, and me, Tariq, a.k.a. the Architect of 88.9 Radio Milwaukee. Continue our conversation. Uh, news about, we mentioned about this, uh, Turner Hall, uh, you know, has a new restaurant coming soon uh, called Turning Tables. It's uh, it's started by, founded by Emerald Mills of her, of Diverse di- Dining. You've done a story mm-hmm. on Emerald. Mm-hmm. Um, and they haven't, they're not open yet, but they're going to give you a little taste uh, during the Bucks playoffs home game. So they'll be open during Bucks play on where you can cheer on the Bucks. You can grab some food and beer. Um, it's just some little details. There'll be beer, wine, and barbecue. There's barbecue from Mr. Barbecue Food Truck will par- be parked outside serving pulled pork, sandwiches, hot dogs. You can also get some beers inside. Um, so you get a little taste during the, the during the Bucks home games. And you know they, they have uh, uh, continued on beating the Bulls. So you get a chance to try turning tables for the next series of the playoffs, and hopefully they can go all the way, all the way to the finals. Can't wait till that spot's open. I, I hear uh, Emerald's doing some really cool things there. Yeah, I love her. I love what she's doing, and this is um, another really great initiative that I am excited to check out. Uh, next, uh, we've talked about this place, Flower Child. We mentioned Flower Child came back mm-hmm. doing a uh, carryout like Thursday through the weekend. Um, and their space right next to Third Coast Provisions, which they also own Mermit Social. But it looks like as of the day, their brick and mortar is open for dining. Is that correct? Yep, it is. And I'm surprised to read right now that you're not singing that song, The Clam Jam, which you were doing the last time we talked clam about. Clam Jam, 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 Jam. So Flower Child uh, isn't like your average pizza place either. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, And pizzas are the the probably the biggest emphasis on their menu, but they also have sandwiches, a meatball sandwich with with vodka sauce, smoked mozzarella, and and jardinier aioli. That's just one of their Mm -hmm. sandwiches. They've got different kinds of mac and cheese. Um, They have appetizers like um, spicy crab rangoon spring rolls. But it's their pizzas that I think are really going to um, get people going. 
Um, and you can either build your own or you can get like an, a composed one. And there is that one that you really like called the Clam Jam. Um, there's also this one. It, it's, it's really interesting when I describe what is on this. It's, the pizza is called Return of the Mac. And it has white sauce, burger meat, aged mozzarella, American cheese, onion, iceberg lettuce, and special sauce on a sesame seed crust. Now, what does that make you think of? The Big Mac pizza, basically. Yeah. So <laughs> it's a Big Mac pizza. Um, there's also one called Curd Your Enthusiasm. Get it? Cheese yeah, curds. Yeah, curd Your I Enthusiasm. That has white sauce, fontina cheese, cheese curds, roasted garlic, caramelized onions, and parsley. Uh, so, you know, they're just, they're not your your standard everyday pizzas. But um, they're really good. I haven't mm. had one, though, um, for a while because I didn't I, – I had – the last time I had their pizza was kind of uh, earlier when, it, during the pandemic, you know, when they were just kind of doing more of a pop-up type of mm-hmm. uh, capacity. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited. This is another one that I'm really excited about opening. Um, and I don't think Milwaukee Street has any other pizza places. So – Oh, you're right. I guess it makes it kind of so. unique. Yeah. That's kind of nice for late night dining pizza, you know, drinking heavy, eating a slice. That's kind of the way to go, right? I think so, but I don't think they're doing super late hours. Oh, they're not? No. I'm just thinking about your habits, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> you're always thinking about me, Tariq. I appreciate well, I'm, that. I'm unselfish. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, next, Pete's Pops. You know, legendary Pete's Pops. They're, they're they're open for spring hours as of as of last weekend. And you have some details about what they're doing, right? Yeah, and isn't it amazing now that they have three like brick and mortar locations? That yeah, kind none of in, not in River West, but that's cool. that's cool. Yeah, not in River West. Unfortunately, there's one or the Bayview. East Side or the East Side. Period. No, there isn't. It's one yeah. Bayview, West Dallas, and then. Their headquarters, their production facility, which is on 38th and Vliet. Um, so right now they are just open on the weekends, Saturdays and Sundays, but you can go and get one of those awesome pops, anything from salted watermelon to avocado to um, coffee and donuts. Those are just some of the flavors mm. that they have. Um, and coming, okay, so the, those locations, those brick and mortar locations are open and he, um, Pete Cooney, he, um, mm-hmm. owner Pete Cooney plans to add Friday hours in mid-May. And then after Memorial Day, um, the shops are going to be open for summer hours. But of course, it's really a little premature to talk about summer hours when it is as cold out as it is right now. But um, also coming later on this season um, – is uh, their pop-up that they've been doing at the Milwaukee Public Market since last summer. It's called Sneaky Pete's. Um, And that he is planning to uh, bring back starting Saturday, May 21st, and that's going to run through September. So we're just seeing the start of pop season for Pete's Pops. But again, another kind of little tiny hopeful sign that maybe summer is coming. Yes, yes. Salted watermelon is still my favorite. Avocado is still my favorite. Avocado is your favorite? Mm-hmm. Okay. It'll be interesting. Does it taste like guacamole on a stick? No. It's it's really creamy and a little bit sweet, but not too sweet. What's it like sweet flavor? Is it lime? Yeah. Avocado lime? Is that what it it's is? It's not limey, though. It's more, um, 
it's just more you you get the the sweetness of it, and it's just really creamy. So, but it isn't sugary either. But I I wouldn't. It's it's definitely not savory, and I wouldn't call it limey either. Mm. I think you need to try it. Mm. Interesting. And finally, um, you know, the Milwaukee Film Festival have their series Film Feast, and you actually got a chance to see one of the films this week. Mm-hmm. And that film deals with Jose Andreas in the World Center Kitchen. So what what did you think? I thought it was just um, amazing. It's uh, The movie is called We Feed People, and it's, it's, it's as much about World Central Kitchen, or it's as much about Jose as it is about World Central Kitchen. Uh, it is... It's just so interesting. Like I really wasn't, um, aside from seeing like old old videos of like Jose um, doing all these very charming like food demos, I've I've seen those over the years. And so that's my only familiarity with Jose until World Central Kitchen happened. And um, it started um, uh, helping people that have been affected by natural disasters. And, mm. and essentially their focus is feeding people, feeding people all over the world. Um, and um, I think Jose says at one point in the, in, the, um, in the film that we have a responsibility. We've, we have a responsibility to feed um, those people that have been forgotten. And that's really what, that's his focus ultimately is just feeding people, you know? And it's so, it's so interesting too, because it, it follows, um, World Central Kitchen during certain disasters. So like, um, hurricanes, um, uh, um, Haiti, um, the Bahamas, um, just mm. all these different natural disasters and people that were um, displaced and had no food, they had no water. And he went down there and it wasn't just like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to feed you my Spanish food that I make. No, no, no. He would make the food. He would, he would enlist like the villagers, a lot of the women, and to help him cook and cook the things that would comfort them, their own food. So cook black mm. beans the way they eat black beans, cook rice the way they eat rice. So um, it wasn't, it's not about him. It's not about him as a chef. It's really about, it's about culture and, mm. um, and, and preserving that. Uh, mm. So I, I think it's a, I think it's a really extraordinary film. Um, and it's absolutely worth watching. And honestly, this guy, you know, I, you know, I, I just think that he is going to be celebrated in some way at some point, Jose. Well, that wraps up this week's edition of This Bites. This Bites is produced by Kenny Perez, the magical Kenny Perez. <laughs> we love Kenny. And with support from Society Insurance and generosity from our membership, you can find This Bites anywhere you subscribe to podcasts, Spotify, NPR, Apple Podcasts, Google, and more. Please remember, feedback is important. And as always, Anne, stay hungry. And keep the Malort cold. Have a great weekend. You too.